Before we get started, you should probably know that the following podcast contains strong language and conversations of an adult nature. Also, it will almost certainly contain spoilers. And welcome to Minisode 13, A Strong Language and Violent Scenes, the podcast given a second chance to films that might not deserve them. I'm Mitch Bain, I'm a horror writer and an occasional doer of musical things. And I'm your Uncle Andy. Oh no, you are not, sir. <laughs> I did not care for that. <laughs> oh no, no, not I. It left a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> oh no. No, uh, no, no. Jeez. No, no. Uh, uh, that'll be the last time you hear me refer to myself like that. Please, yeah, no, I'd appreciate um, that. <laughs> it would be less creepy if I had like maybe had trousers on. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! How have you been this week, man? I've been okay. Yeah, I've been good, thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Plodding away, busy, busy, busy. Yeah, same, same. Yep. Well, I... you've been busier. You've been pretty much solid every night. Uh yeah, quite a bit on uh, playing gigs, going to gigs, going up the road. That stag weekend, this weekend, a few yep. things like that. Um, you made time to watch anything? Uh, yeah, I know uh, a lot of people have probably already seen this, and I'm probably a bit late to the party, but I checked out uh, Happy Death Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is uh, available now on uh, Now TV. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it's cracking fun, isn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. I would say I, I didn't go in expecting it to be bad at all, right. by any stretch, but it was considerably better than I expected it to be. Yeah, I kind of hedged my bets going in. I'd heard people say that it, it was good, but... It, at the time, it was something that didn't really float my boat too much, so I thought. Uh, so I kind of went into it a bit skeptical, but I had a, I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, it was I mean, really good. It's a fun idea because it's basically like a slasher Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it is. And I think like uh, it uses that conceit really well. Um, some really good, some really good on um, plot stuff. Like yeah. it's really strong ending. I think that some good character stuff she gets way more likeable as it goes on yeah she's a bit of a dick to begin with in yeah, fairness yeah she's massively unlikable to begin at the beginning I think but it's cool that they use the different things that happen with every iteration of the day for her to kind of learn things about herself and you see like both in terms of like as a person and what to do yeah and how it informs everything that comes next I, I know I actually you kind of made me want to go watch it again although Christ knows when that will be right Quite a big list of uh, stuff to be getting through at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And have you managed to squeeze in any viewing at all? I went back to one that I go back to quite often. Right. Uh, much in the same vein as I had a wee bit of a comfort rewatch of Raw that I spoke about oh, yeah, sure. um, yeah. a week or two ago. Um, another one, and a really big one for me actually, I remember, I can't for the life of me remember which website it was that had an article about underrated horror films from the turn of the millennium. Right. And uh, this was when I was kind of just kind of getting into it a little bit more and one of them was Lucky McKee's May Mm -hmm. uh, which I then went and checked out um, and I now go back and check out maybe three or four times a year been a while since I checked that out I can't um, I just I just love it I think it's amazing Um, it's for anyone who's unfamiliar you've got Angela Bettis in the lead role and she's generally pretty good in things but I think she's just Mm -hmm. absolutely staggering in this and yeah she plays the title character May she's um, extremely socially awkward has a kind of very hard time interacting kind of normally 
conventionally <laughs> with people <laughs> right. and forming kind of meaningful relationships of any kind. And maybe for about two thirds of the film's runtime, like the first two acts, I would say, are kind of more this kind of pretty sensitive character piece about yeah. the problems that she has and um, you know how they how they affect her and you see how she deals with them privately and things like that. Yeah, it gets pretty dark beyond that though. The kind of I guess her kind of psyche fractures a lot more and the kind of cracks become deeper and deeper and Yeah, it's it's a pretty sharp turn really yeah. um in the last half hour. Um and yeah, I don't want to dig into the ending too much, but the ending I think in a film that wasn't this good would be quite daft. But it's so earned for like from a dramatic perspective that I think that when it actually kinda of gets to where it's going, it's really it hits pretty hard i think right um so yeah you've got angela vettis kind of killing it i think also really strong stuff on the undercard from say anna faris who oh, yeah mm-hmm. I've, like i said, i think she's one of the best comedic actresses going right okay i've thought that for a while i think she's brilliant um but also somebody who i often think is kind of underrated not like david strathairn underrated <laughs> <laughs> you fucking bastard. You couldn't <laughs> help yourself, could you? Yeah. You just had to just do it. You had to just eke it in there, squeeze it in somewhere. You, just, you, fuck. you just never know when he's going to oh. pop up. Uh, no, um, Jeremy Sisto <laughs> is, in, is in this. Right, um, yes, yes. From, uh, I think, probably most notable from TV shows, things like uh, Six Feet Under, obviously, had a pretty big role mm-hmm. in that. Also, um, kind of recurring role in... Suburgatory as well. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, but also films that like The Other Side of the Door and things like that. He's been in quite a lot of horror stuff and I think he's brilliant and uh, this is no exception. I love this film. I, if you haven't seen it, I kind of always feel like I'm talking to people who probably have seen these things but in the event that you haven't, please do go check it out. It's uh, it's one of my favourites and I really enjoyed getting back to it this week. Well, there you go. Which brings us nicely on to... Mitch was Shockwaves 100... Yeah, some bad news on that score. I um oh. I haven't got to any this week. Oh, um, come on. I know. We've only been doing this segment for two weeks, man. I know. So, but... This Couldn't w- have foregone May for something off the list. You know what? I know. I know. I, I'm not proud of the decision. Good um, lord. However, just to show that I'm not taking this lightly, I am going to make a pledge to you now. I will be back here same time next week. Right. Three down. Oh, these are bold claims, Mitch. These are... This is a bold statement three. to make. You Ten. heard it here, folks. Three so, films next week. And honestly, I've looked at what the next three are, and it's. I think it would actually it would be really good if I could get all three of these in. Right. Because there's a couple of like absolute undisputed stone cold classics. One of which I've seen before, and one of which I haven't. And uh, something else that's a little bit more off the beaten track and way darker. Yes. So um, I'm quite looking. I'm so. I'm, Gonna do my in fact, no, I'm not gonna do my best, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah, there is no try. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I'm making a MC, I know to things. paraphrase, <laughs> uh, Jedi Master, exactly. Yep. Yeah, um, no, I, I'll, I'll be back here next week, three down. Okay, definitely, I'm making it happen 100%. Right, well, you heard it here, folks. Anything less than three, um, you can feel free to bombard Mitch with all manner of messages, abuse, yes, yeah. yep. Um, okay, so. Feedback then? Yeah. What have they been saying? <laughs> Brilliant. It's getting longer every time. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, I, I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write one. I'm gonna write a theme song for the Shockwaves 100 section. But I just want you to do that every week for the right. Okay. For the feedback. Okay. Um. So 
I suppose it makes sense to lead in by saying a huge thank you to Natasha Kermani for oh, yeah. uh, joining us on the show last week to talk about joining the Uh One of my favourite episodes so far. Really enjoyed that chat. Also, like, got got a decent amount out of it in terms of why she loved the film. Didn't come down really? agreeing with her. I wouldn't right, say that. Okay. But, um, yeah, no, I thought that was it was a lot of fun. I really appreciate that, too. I don't like the film. No. We know this. No, that's that's, uh, that's a yeah. matter of record now. Um, but yeah, I had a lot, of, a lot of fun chatting to Natasha about it. Obviously, she she took it all in very good humour. Uh, was under no illusions of the kind of film that she had brought. Um, so yeah, I had a lot of fun chatting about it, dissecting it, and ultimately ridiculing it a little bit. So uh, yeah, it was a great chat. Yeah, she was a great, and you're right, she was a great sport about it. Yeah. So yeah, a couple of people chipping in on this one. Um, with a couple of, and a couple of these won't make sense if you haven't aired the episode because they're very specific to uh, things that cropped up in there. But uh, Colin Brennan. Right. Who, uh, my understanding, is a long-time listener, first-time caller. Okay. Uh, getting in touch on Facebook saying, uh, Battle Thumb, put a mouthful of Diet Coke over my dashboard. Your best <laughs> your best episode yet. So oh. th- thank you very much for that. I must thank admit, it's, it's one of my favourites too. Thank you. I had uh, a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, I also I, I, I also enjoy the term Battle Thumb quite a lot. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You got anything? Uh, yeah, I've got, uh, sticking on Facebook here, Ricky Munga got in touch to say, What a corker. From the quotability of this film, parenthesis, it's Jesus time, to the bizarre acting from almost every uh, actor that questions why they picked this film in the first place. Enjoy, and can't wait to hear the giggling fits your podcast is most likely to contain. Now, perhaps a little bit of foreshadowing there from Ricky, because the podcast was essentially three people giggling for an hour and a half. It was a, yeah, it was a very giggly affair, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, but, you know, great fun. And, yeah, thanks for getting in touch, Ricky. And, yeah, pretty much spot on. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it didn't descend into farce, but it was definitely one of the more lighthearted ones that we've had in a while. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we had Darren Gaskell getting in touch on Twitter. Oh, hi. Um, at Darren underscore Gaskell. Um, I did finally... Well, in fact, he had a couple of things to say. And first off, it was Ref Johnny Mnemonic. He said, I watched it again. And I would say it's your fault, but I only have myself to blame. I'm a big fan of Dina Meyer, but joining the Monic was still a slog the second time around. <laughs> the dialogue's awful, the performances are ropey, and I could have done with a doubler to process it all. Darren, get off that fence. Say what you really think. <laughs> it's not the first time he's sat on the fence. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's, he's notoriously takes up a neutral stance on these things. Especially, especially she's all that. Absolutely. Um, he did have a past comment as well on um, Imitation Girl, Natasha's show. Right, okay. Uh, a little bit kinder about that one. He said, <laughs> um, I did finally get to watch Imitation Girl, though, and it's a wonderful piece of work. Uh, loved the look of the film. Bloody LAC, the, uh, Lauren Ashley Carter, yeah. uh, is amazing. And as a Knight of the Comic fan, I was happy to see... Uh, uh, Oh, that'll be Catherine Mary Stewart, uh, who was in uh, Last Starfighter, Weekend at Bernie's. All right, okay. Um, um, yes, uh, happy to see her in the cast. We'll be watching this more than Johnny Mnemonic, that's for sure. So, <laughs> so there you go. Thanks for getting in touch, uh, man. Okay, um, coming off the back of yeah, when we kind of posted the episode on Friday morning, uh, you had gone on and shared it as you do on your personal Twitter, uh, which is at uh, WatchVazMitch. That's me. If anyone wants to get in about that. Mm-hmm. And what you, you had essentially said was... Check out the episode where me and Andy and Natasha Kamani dissect nineteen ninety five Bafflor Johnny Mnemonic. <clears throat> yep. Um, to which Natasha herself replied to you saying nineteen ninety five Bafflor is an incredible subgenre. Yeah, I, I mean, once you said it, I was like, yeah, quite like, you could see it coming. <laughs> you could see it coming up on the Netflix menu. Right. <laughs> um, so, you, but the only thing is, uh, because again of my limited knowledge, I don't know 
off the top of my head, which kind of like which films would join Johnny Mnemonic in the category of 1995 Bafflers? I had a couple of things from uh, Dennis Extra Atherton uh, uh, at Dan's Beans on Twitter, um, making reference to um, uh, seepage, <laughs> which. Uh, <laughs> Still grosses me the fuck right out. Which, uh, yeah, which people have latched onto quite a bit, actually. Obviously, a reference to the uh, term synaptic see- uh, seepage. From yeah, Johnny seepage seems to be the big takeaway that from from most people. Yeah, uh, on this episode because we had them. Um, so it's basically brain seepage, and you may remember that on the episode I said that uh, brain that your brain would be in the bottom three places that you want seepage from. Do you uh, get a shed any light over what the other two would be or should we no, leave that to I'm going to leave that open to speculation <laughs> um, but Dennis said yeah this is my new favourite saying and he also said of all the films I rewatched for you this is the hardest one yet but I'm going to do it uh, also uh, he was on Team Battle Thumb and then said I was thinking about how tough this might be then Natasha mentioned Udo Kier who as we discussed has an absolute ball in this film as yeah, Rafi yeah. uh, I said this might be the thing I needed to be in my in to the rewatch pile anything with Udo Arbokianu and Seepage dot 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 which I thought was quite funny um, <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> I can't believe I have to say this but anything else on Seepage before we move on uh, I, I'll be honest, I don't have much more on seepage, to good, be honest. Good, I can good. tell you that I, I don't, so I'm not suffering any oh, significant, that up. Any significant seepage. Right. Uh, Great stuff. I am, I'm happy we can move on from that. So kind of hanging around uh, last week's Minnesota. Um, oh yeah, okay. You had you'd actually taken the time to hop back to 1948 and revisit Abbott and Costello meets uh, Frankenstein. I did, yes. Um, which was... The last Shockwaves 100 film that you watched before. Uh, aye, aye. <laughs> right, okay. We, know, <laughs> we now know. We now know. Um, but uh, Chris Angel at TenshiSan73 got in touch off the discussion about Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein to say, As Tom Cruise has pretty much killed Universal's plans for a monster's expanded universe with the dire The Mummy, how about redoing Abbott and Costello meets Flicks, but now Jane Silent Bob meets? <laughs> no, don't laugh. <laughs> I have... T- I have tweeted K. Smith on occasion about uh, planting seeds. Outstanding. I hate Jane Silent Bob. Oh, do you? I think that's a god-awful idea. Right, okay. Um, he actually followed it up, if I remember correctly, almost right off the back of this, saying, why not do a Critters vs. Gremlins film? Also, no. I like the fact that Chris is obviously a man with um, an active imagination, though. A lot, yeah, of idea, I mean, a lot of ideas flying around in there. Yeah, perhaps there's a, there's a, some money to be found there, but uh, it's... Certainly not uh, a series of films that I would watch because I think they're god awful. Yeah, if, if there's if there's money in from uh, if there's money in it, it's not coming from your wallet. Yep, and uh, love critters, love gremlins. As far as I'm concerned, never the twain shall meet. <laughs> and we'll we'll leave it at that. That's fair. I have. But thanks, Chris, oh. for reaching out again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> always no, th- great. Yeah, thanks. That was maybe a bit harsher than you were expecting um, to be raked over the coals like that. But uh, yeah. Now people, you know, you know what they're saying. You know, people, people know what they're signing up for if they, uh, if they tweet him with um, a controversial opinion or idea yeah, on here. And yeah. that, that's what that's up there with the, the most controversial uh, <laughs> comment we've received. Um, I have one more thing from Instagram. Wait, just quietly, do you think that would be a good idea? Uh, I'm on the fence. Pitch right, it to me, you know. Right, Give me Darren, your elevator pitch. All right, Darren Gaskell. <laughs> Pick a fucking side. Uh, <laughs> I have one more thing. Okay. Um. And it's from Instagram, and it was actually it was off the back of the, uh, it was uh, technically off the back of the Blackula episode, but it's more of a general comment anyway. And it's at uh, SC Cameron ninety one. 
right. on Instagram saying, I'd love to hear you guys discuss sleepaway camp. I guess it's in the, it's in the hands of the guest, really. Yeah, as um, always, it's down to the guest. But yeah, that's certainly be one I'd be up for talking <laughs> the about. The last few times we've, su- we've, we've made a suggestion like this on the show, very quickly guests have come on bringing the film. It's true. So uh, yeah, uh, some if someone out there wants to hear Sleepaway Camp, then it may well be the case that Sleepaway Camp is the chosen film in a couple of weeks' time. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks very much for getting in touch on that one. And uh, that's it for me. You got anything else? I've got one other thing. Okay, cool. I remember saying I expected a bit of kind of uh, backlash from my comment that actually in the Friday the 13th franchise I don't believe Friday the 13th Part 5 to be the black sheep I believe that that dubious honour belongs to Jason Goes to Hell Okay. Um, and as expected I received a little bit in particular from At Random Elements I'm assuming that that was a really positive, like, cheerful comment. For, well, I'm uh, going to read it in as uh, I'm going to read it in as Scottish an accent as I can because I feel like it. Um, it's the only way to read. Yeah. Um, Ram it, uh, Andy makes stuff. Jason goes to hell, owns Runye. Wow, which okay. for anyone out there means get it round you. Yeah, which um, might not be illuminating at all, depending on where you're but, from. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I might have known it would be him. I still, I, I'm sticking to my guns on that. Jason goes to hell. Fair enough. Uh, unsurprisingly, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> uh, so, let's take a wee look ahead to this Friday's show. Right. Um, we have another really interesting guest film combination. And I just want to head this up with the fact that I fucking love this film. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Great fun. Nice. Okay. So, our guest this week, you know him best as the director of The Creature Below. Uh-huh. And uh, he's headed to Fright Fest for the world premiere of his second feature, Book of Monsters. Yes. We're being joined this week by Mr. Stuart Spark. Yes, indeed. And bringing, like I say, an amazing film. Coming from 1998, so one of the more uh, recent films yeah. that, w- that we've done. Yeah, very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, directed by Stephen Summers. Okay. Uh, stars Treat Williams, Famke Janssen, Wes Studi, Jason Fleming. It's Deep Rising. Okay. Hey! Excellent. And when I say excellent, I mean I kind of know what Deep Rising is. You've I've heard those two words placed side by side? Yes, I have. I've heard mm-hmm. them both individually and as part of a team. And, uh, <laughs> but I have... <laughs> um, I haven't seen the film, uh, though. Partnership. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those words work on their own initiative and part of a team. But yeah, no, slotting in nicely um, alongside the episode that we did with Blair Bathory on Leviathan. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think if we... If we going to start arranging episodes into subsets it sounds like we could probably pair those two yeah, off these would be the first two in our uh, aquatic horror section yes our aquatic um, sci-fi horror section uh-huh um far less po-faced than leviathan okay Deep Rising. okay it's uh quite silly at points excellent good good so yeah no looking forward to it i'll obviously get watched before uh this week's episode that'd be handy yeah it would be helpful <laughs> right um where we're joined by mr stuart spark director of book of monsters and he'll be discussing Deep Rising. Yes, indeed. Before we go, uh, seeing as I shanked one of the features this week mm-hmm. uh, by not doing a Shockwaves 100 film, you want to take a minute to shout out a podcast? Yeah, actually, yeah. My podcast suggestion for this week uh, would be You Must Remember This, 
Okay. Um, certainly not a horror podcast, although they did do a uh, they did do a kind of mini series on Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff, but still very much a film podcast. Arguably the best film podcast out there. Okay. Um, wow. So it's written and presented by Karina Longworth. Okay. Um, and she basically uh, regales us with stories from the first kind of a hundred years of cinema. Nice. So actors, producers. Uh, all those uh, shady little stories that kind of rose up in the early days of Hollywood. Um, it's amazing. She's just started a new series now where she um, breaks down Kenneth Anger's book Hollywood Babylon and uh, kind of debunks a lot of the inaccuracies therein. Uh, so it's really, really good. Uh, really good. I would absolutely suggest checking it out. Okay, and that's you must remember this. You must remember this. Cool. It's not one of us. Not one I checked out. I must admit. Yeah. So I'll make, really good. I'll make time for it also. But she I, has a very soothing voice. Oh, also nice. Yeah. Good. Great. Uh, you know, getting on that, and I think that just about gets us to the end of yeah, the minisode. I think so. Yeah, I think we've done everything. Um, Covered everything. We might have a new. We might have a new. We might have a new segment coming up. Well, Mitch doesn't watch the shockwaves on us. Well, yeah, well, we've already started that one. Yeah, uh, no. <laughs> that's a one-off. That, we're trying that one out now. That's a one-off. But no, we were talking about potentially starting another segment uh, that we, we had discussed over the weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, more to come on that. Yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. Yeah, that's, that's going to be fun. Um, we should definitely do it. Um, if you want to get in touch, you can do in a whole lot of ways. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, we are Strong Language Violent Scenes. On Twitter, we're at Strong Violent PC. And you can, of course, email Scenes at gmail.com. Yes, indeed. And as always, you can listen to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. So there you have it. Stuart Spark joins us this Friday talking Deep Rising. We'll be back then. Join us then if you can. And in the meantime, don't forget that it is better to die a hero than live as food in a world of chuds. Good night. Bye. You've been listening to Strong Language and Violent Scenes with Andy Stewart and Mitch Bain. Strong Language and Violent Scenes theme by Mitch Bain. Production and artwork by Andy Stewart. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts and Podbean. 